0: hello and welcome to dfs coach talk it is wednesday may 26th 2021 i am andrew hansen alongside joe sarvati affectionately known as coach and also known as the number one mavericks fan in the land look at that old school hat luca takes them to a 2-0 series lead over the clippers coach can you contain your excitement
1: I'll tell you what, man. I I cannot believe that we, that the Mavs were able to go in there and get two in LA. I mean, I love it. Uh, great play, great shooting, Luca magic for sure. I mean, a couple of those shots he hit that one-legged three uh, leaning. I mean, it was like, what is he doing? <laughs> but uh, man, it it was fun to watch. And as a Mavs fan, you know, every time they win, it worked the first time. It's gonna hopefully I'll have a long run of of uh, wearing this hat i still have the coach talk shirt so we're uh, we're halfway there but it was fun that was a fun game to watch and uh great victory for the dallas mavericks
0: absolutely well we've got the full arsenal from luca last night and we're going to bring the full arsenal tonight on this three-game slate and we're going to build a two brains are better than one gpp lineup on FanDuel. we'll build towards that throughout the show so make sure to stick with us there uh, we do have three games, two on the earlier side, Coach. We've got a range of totals, and here we are in the playoffs. No back-to-backs to worry about. It's just right back at it here for game two.
1: I I mean, this is perfect for me. I mean, I love these slates. More than two, I'm good to go. You know, like you said, everybody's all in. You find your value from within. Uh, you know, ha- hats off to you, and uh, we both— we're high on on Mr. Campaign last night. He was a big difference maker for us, and uh, you know it's it's a lot easier when you can you know take a look at something at face value, know who's going to get the minutes and who's going to play, and uh, you know it's awesome. So this is a great card. Um, if you're ready, I'll dive right in. We've got a 7 p.m. game. Philly is one and zero in this series, and so game two again in Philadelphia. Philly is minus eight, and then we have the biggest over-under by quite a bit because we have a 212 and a 218 on the board. So 230 and a half right off the bat. We're going to be diving in. we got the fastest-paced team in the league in Washington, and we have the 12th fastest in Philly. So you know they're getting up and down. Washington 18th defensively, which is not a strong defense, but certainly better than where they were. And can they crack that, you know, Philadelphia number two rated D is going to be a big uh, clue. And then offensive efficiency wise, 12 and 18 respectively. So, you know, uh, they're both going to get it done uh, pretty much on an average uh, type, you know, type situation here. But the bottom line is we know that, that Washington wants to play fast and really get up and down the floor. <clears throat> and that's why Vegas has this high line. So this is going to be a, a great game. Nobody's listed on the injury report, which is like mind-boggling uh, after some of the things that we went through. But uh, it, this is great. It's who, you know, best team is going to win. It's just that simple. Um, I, let, me, let me look at Washington here, sort of take a deep dive there real quickly. We've got of course, you know, the two buy-up guys from Washington that you know, you pretty much almost have to grab one of them every slate it seems like. They're just too explosive and the ceiling is so incredibly high and of course, we're talking about the the easiest of all and that's Russ. He got almost 43 minutes. He was 7 for 17 from the field, missed both of his threes, but as normal, 14 assists but only 5 rebounds. So He did have six turnovers. It wasn't the sharpest game by Russ, but, you know, he's still always on the cusp of an 80-point fantasy uh, game, which you're going to need at his salary. So certainly in play. Uh, Bradley Beal, he got uh, six more shots up than uh, Russell, which is the way it should be. He was 13 for 23 in 41 minutes. So that, you know, that is a big plus side and then he did a little bit of Russ Westbrook himself. He had 10 rebounds, six assists, and a steal. So <clears throat> that is certainly a way to go. So I'm, I'm really torn in this game between those two guys. I, you know It was a little easier when Westbrook, uh, in some of the matchups, was just much more of an obvious play. But with uh, Ben Simmons' defense and the way both of these guys can score – Man, it is a tough decision. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see which way you're leaning, Andrew. I am literally 50 50 still uh, on this one. As far as the other Washington players uh, go, you know, we've got that nightmare at center that uh, isn't getting any easier. You had Len with 16 minutes, Robin Lopez with 12, and believe it or not, my man Gafford had 20. So he was the highest minutes of the three, finally. And I'm thinking that may continue. Um, he was six for six from the field, with six rebounds, two assists, and a block. So, you know, all of the DFS folks that hadn't been on the Gafford bandwagon are going to come run into Gafford. So, I'm—I don't know, Andrew. I, you know, I'm with this situation with him becoming sort of almost chalky. I'm just—it agitates me. I don't know if I even want to go there, but. Uh, you know, I'd love for you to weigh in on that one. As far as any of the other guys, it's just hard to, hard to trust. I mean, we know Hashim Moore is going to get big minutes, so he's always in play at you know, 36 minutes. Uh, you know, he's going to get some rebounds, but he's risky. And then after that, it's, it's really a roll of the dice. I, I wouldn't go personally with Neto, Smith, Bertans, even though he gets up a ton of threes. Uh, you know, to me, it's, it's, Take one of the big boys in either Beal or Westbrook, follow it up with maybe a Hashimura or a Gafford, and uh, definitely try to have two guys ex- exposure here. Even though it's against Philly's good D, you know the points are going to go up, and Vegas agrees. So, what do you think about Washington, man? Because I I am excited about this, you know, exposure in this game, but I'm not positive which guys to go to.
0: Yeah, I mean it's certainly the best game on the slate for for likely scoring. So I wouldn't mind exposure on the Washington side. I don't think I'm quite as excited about it as you. I don't I don't think okay. I want to pay up for Westbrook. So it'd, it'd probably be Beal or Pass on the big guys. Yeah, okay. he's just he's so much cheaper. Um, I don't know that he'll go 33, 10, and six again, but yeah. he he could pay it off. Um, but I'm probably more likely to get a value play here. And Gafford was impressive. I I also would guess he would get the most minutes out of the trio. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I mean, and I, I'm not sure he's going to be chalky on Fanduel, where he's 5,500. He's 41 on
1: DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings is where he'll 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 be chalky. Yeah.
0: And then on on Fanduel, we also have the potential value with Taj Gibson at power forward, who's who's 41 on Fanduel. So I think. Uh, obviously, we'll get to that in game two. But because yeah. of the potential Taj Gibson value, I don't think uh, Gafford ownership will be too bad on FanDuel, which obviously we're going to build this two-brains lineup here later in the show. And uh, at, right. f- at, at Power Forward, we've got Tobias Harrison on the other side. We've got Randall, So we've got some options. So I think you could go to Gafford. Bertans, you could go for a GPP. He's under 4,000 on both sites. he got 28 minutes. Yeah. Um, But he did grab five rebounds out of nowhere, which is a bonus for him. Nice (laughs) bonus for Berton. You're not looking for that. Um, So I wouldn't mind uh, maybe a guy or two here, but I think I'm a little more interested on the Philly side. Okay, that's fair. Well, let's take a look over there. We've got um, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris really stole the show there in Game One. Tobias putting up 37 actual (sighs) points. Twenty nine shots, Andrew. Yeah. Uh how about that? Man, he came to play. Ben yeah. Simmons, fifteen rebounds and fifteen assists. Uh yeah. not, a, not a huge shock. I mean, those are big numbers, but it is the, the Washington defense. We've attacked their backcourt all season and with a fast pace, wide open game. I mean, that really plays into Ben Simmons' hands. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know you were on him in game one. I, I like him here in game two. Um Joel, you know, had a, you know, didn't have a very good first half. Ended up with thirty points. He he is expensive. I, I think he's in play. Um, yeah. S- Seth Curry, Danny Green would be potential GPP options again. You know, they they benefit from the fast paced bad defense as shooters in that four K range. Either one can get hot and pay off the salary. And I really am focused on the starters here with the sixers. I, I' not very excited about the bench. It's like that theme we talked about yesterday with the starters getting big minutes, the bench not getting big minutes. right? Um, I mean, shake with 10 minutes, Maxi with seven. George Hill yeah. got 18, which isn't too shabby. Um, and Thibel 14. So not really looking at the bench, I, but I probably will have a couple of these starters.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, the, the only thing that worries me a little bit, and, and I mean, you have to have Philadelphia exposure here because, you know, the bottom line is uh, Washington's pace and defense, you know, really sets it up, you know, to go that route. But what, what Doc does is he uses his bench. He, you know, he's able to, through his experience of, you know, getting the finals, winning a championship, he knows that Uh, you know, you got to have fresher legs as, as the uh, playoffs continue. And he, you know, he used 10, 11 guys last game. And the thing that hurts is you can't really use Howard, Thibel, Hill, Milton, Cork, Maz, and Maxie, because all those minutes from four minutes to like 15 minutes, 18 minutes max. I mean, it's just, you can't afford to take low numbers like that. Obviously all of those guys have a, a low floor, because they're rotating in and out. But what it does do that concerns me is it peels away that extra five minutes or so, six minutes or so that you're seeing the Kawhis and the Lucas and the LeBrons and all these guys are getting that extra five, six minute push to get the bigger minutes. And it really makes a massive difference where that's not happening with Philly. And that game wasn't a blowout where they could have just played a bunch of guys, but Green with only 31, Joel only 29. I mean, that's not going to get it done at that salary. Curry 32, you had, you know, 38 and 37 from uh, Simmons and Harris respectively, which are reasonable. I could live with that, but man, I would feel much better like these some of these other games to see uh, Joel play 38 or excuse me, or Harris play 42 or whatever the case may be. So that scares me a little bit because every point counts uh, in DFS right now with, you know, the three game slates and two game slates. You know, I'm, I'm tempted right now. I have him on my board. I think he steps up even bigger in this game. But here's the thing, though, to, that I'm a little concerned with. At least Scott Brooks, sometimes I don't know what he's thinking. He realizes that The only guy that has any semblance of chance to defend Embiid is Gafford. I mean, there's no way Lennon and Lopez can stay with him. So that's why Gafford played the most minutes. So if they go back to that, then that does at least curtail a little bit for Embiid. So do I want to make that big spend up? That's going to be my big decision. I don't believe I'm going to chase the Harris game because I think he's going to get so much um, so much more attention and there's no way in my opinion, he's going to get close to the 30 shots here, 29, 30 shots that he got in this game. So, uh, but I'm with you. I, I, I decided in this series, it made the most sense to play Ben Simmons. Cause he's going to be fired up. He wants to be defensive player of the year. He wants to guard Westbrook. He's going to get monster minutes. And even though he can't shoot outside two and a half feet, he finds the ways to get it done. And I don't, I agree. I don't think uh, 15 and 15 was an aberration for him. I think it's going to be sort of the, almost the norm in this series. So big time for me with Simmons, I'm with you on that one. And then I have to make the decision if I have the courage to, to go ahead and and, uh, pay up for Embiid. But I think, I think this game should stay close enough that all the guys get their regular minutes. I would anticipate. Um, But, if you want to play a GPP and think Philly's going to smack them, you could play a couple of those bench guys if they're going to get massive mop mop up minutes, and it can, you know, make your build a little bit different. But, you know, that's where I'm looking.
0: All right. Well, speaking of close games, let's go to game two, which yes. came right down to the wire. Trey Young getting it done in the Garden. What that was fun at? watching that, yeah, wasn't it? Was. Yeah. But the fu uh, <laughs> Trey. <laughs> that was the playoffs. We are here. That was the wake-up call. This is no longer the regular season. So what do you think about Atlanta here in Game 2?
1: You know, it's Atlanta's always a, one of the harder teams for me. I don't know why. It's just... And the fact that they're going against that Knicks defense, definitely a little concerning. You know, I Trey Young, 11 for 23, game-winning shot. You know, I think what that chanting did was motivated him to another level. So... A uh, backfire on you, New York Knicks fans. I mean, that was not a good plan. Um, I think I would abandon that here pretty quick. But uh, you know, you can't pay up for everybody. And I'm probably going to go back to Simmons. So, uh, as as good as Trey is in this slowdown game, you know, you've got the Knicks minus two, and it's only two twelve and a half. Far cry from the two thirty and a half in that last game. Plus, you have the pace of you know Snails' pace. 23rd and 30th compared to one and 12 in the game before that's not good and then uh, from a defensive efficient standpoint you have the Knicks who are fourth in the league Atlanta 19th they can be had at times but uh, Atlanta's definitely more efficient offensively at eighth Knicks as good as they are grinded out defense they're not efficient uh, offensively And, and Randall had an awful game the fact that they almost won that uh considering randall was off was was very interesting but the the million dollar question here andrew is we have a questionable tag on noel and it it is truly a questionable tag it's not one of those flimsy lakers kind of questionables and then i've seen a couple of games in a row here mitch rob has been on the questionable list to possibly come back but we need to know because if one of those guys plays, uh, you know they become playable. if they both happen to sit, then it's going to be like 100 percent Taj Gibson across the board. And you know we just need to see and follow this news very closely uh, throughout the day because that is going to take one of the key spots on the board depending on how that shakes out and uh, so that'll that will be key. Reddish by the way, is still out for Atlanta so, uh, on the Atlanta side, I never trust Collins, and you know he only took nine shots again. Uh, DeAndre Hunter now has pretty much done the full split with Herter, so the Herter Hunter thing is a little bit hard pill to swallow with real split minutes. Um, you know, you can go to your main guys. Uh, Capella got a good run, played decent. Same with uh, Bogey, he did his stuff. Um, you know, and then the other guys. You know, not really trusting uh, that bench for as far as, you know, rostering DFS guys. Even Gallo, you know, 23 minutes, he's never going to give you many periphery stats. So, really, what it comes down to for me on the Atlanta side, the only guys I would consider, and I probably won't be able to afford more than one, if any, is Capella, Bogdanovich, and Young. So, it could be a full pass for me, or if I can find a way to make uh, possibly a bogey or one of these guys work, then I would look at, at that direction. But, you know, you just look at what the Knicks do to teams statistically all season. They slow them down. You know, they they defend well. And, you know, so Atlanta is not a big target for me today. How about you? Well, not a huge target, but I, I do like Trey Young, uh, one of the
0: big standout situations in game one was derrick rose getting 38 minutes off the bench so How tibbs
1: only tibbs man yeah he went to his <laughs>
0: guy payton started and played eight so it's derrick rose time which means good matchup for trey he got to his spots uh derrick rose really doesn't have that quickness anymore to contain a guy like trey young and i think he's a little underpriced on both sites eighty-five hundred and nine thousand. and it's fair so uh, I yeah. like Trey Young here. Um, yeah, Bogdanovich or Capella, you you could go there. They're f- they're fairly priced for their upside. But yeah. uh, I'll pick Trey here mo- most likely and pass on those other guys because I don't I don't want to load up on Hawks here either. Um, don't really like Collins usage right now either. Um, Hunter is interesting to me. Twenty two minutes. You know that I don't want twenty two minutes from him. But he is really cheap, and I just wonder if he'll start to get more. You know, we know he's been working back from injury 24 minutes the game before. Um, There's a guy who, if you get 28 to 30, he can do so much with
1: rebounds, steals, blocks, you know, knock down a couple threes. Talk about peripheral stats. I mean, if you were to tell me he's going to get 30 minutes— He's the first guy in my lineup. I just, I'm nervous about that though.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not ready to project 30 minutes, but it wouldn't shock me if he got better minutes tonight. 26 to 28. Sounds
1: um, like a real good candidate for the uh, two brains
0: lineup. Could though. Could be. Could be. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Um, <laughs> I'm also not really fired up about the bench, but Kevin Herter you know here here he's the flip side you know if t- getting 27 minutes at his mid 4k range he can pay that off when he's leading that second unit but we do have Lou Williams there so n- not feeling great about that either so really it is primarily Trey Young for me and then we we turn to New York all right all right on this sp- got it on the Spike Lee side of things we know yes. he'll be out there cheering these guys on jumping up and down <laughs> um <laughs> And they need to get this one done here
1: uh, to even it up. And oh, they need this game bad. You you know, go two zero down at home. You're in deep, deep trouble. Ninety three point four percent of the time, the teams right. win it. That's right. You know why? I know that, right?
0: You <laughs> <laughs> you know that that stat is at at stake for sure. So yeah. Randall's got to step up here and play better. I mean, six for twenty three that's not going to get it done you you figure he's going to be more efficient than that but does he pay off that high price tag it, it won't be easy in this slower pace game uh, rj barrett got big minutes uh he's you know potentially playable a little little on the high side with price um i probably will have a significant amount of exposure if we get multiple bigs out though for for new york i'll look at taj gibson right. for sure as a starter um Burks and, and Rose. Um, those are really the only other guys I'm considering here. Uh, no no way I'm gonna play Peyton. Quickly got twenty-one minutes, but you know, the, the real go to guys here are Rose and Burks. Uh Burks, Burks
1: twenty-seven clutch, points man. in twenty six minutes. Oh he was hitting tough shots too. Yeah.
0: Him shooting with confidence. Uh so we know he's gonna finish the game. Yeah. And on a on a three game slate to have a guy like that. Uh, at that price range, I think is is a wise move. So uh, he's probably my favorite Nick, other other than the potential value of Taj Gibson. How about you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I've always thought Alec Burks was terrific, and he plays such an important role there, and definitely will finish the game. Um, I still, though, you know, I I get so agitated with the the shared you know stuff and. You're still going to have that. You know, Elf's going to get some run, and, you know, D Rose will get a ton, and Burks and quickly. And I just, it is a little concerning because I think Tibbs certainly goes with the veterans and the guys he trusts, but he also has a tendency, like he should, to go with a hot hand. So, you know, if somebody's lighting it up, you know, you could take a guy that, that got 23 minutes, and all of a sudden he gets 15, and, and you're in bad shape. So, I don't feel super comfortable. Uh, you know, D Rose is, makes sense, but is he going to be a hundred percent feeling great after logging probably the most minutes he's logged in a game in a long time? Yep. You know, almost thirty-eight minutes. He probably hasn't done that in three, four years. So, uh, I just don't know if he's going to be fresh enough. He's going to be very popular. Um, I, I have a tendency, to, you know, to lean towards Burks as well. I know he's going to get some extra attention, you know, from DFS players after his good performance. But, you know, I, I'm interested there. And I think, you know, Julius Randle's been so solid all year. I I'll give him a, a mulligan on that last game. I, you know, and if he's going to continue to draw files and get up mid-20 shots, you know, I still think he's extremely playable. So, you know, it's really going to come down to deciding between you know some of the big names if I go with Embiid I won't be able to go with Randall and then vice versa so uh, but Randall's still high on my board I think you'll have some guys that got burned with him the last game uh, like me uh, that are like you know screw that I'm not going that direction but uh, you know he's not going six for 23 and he's gonna get double digits rebounds and he's a group people forget what he's done this year his assist ratio he was in the top 15 in the league in assists so you tell me that's not a heck of an accomplishment so Randall's definitely on my board it's going to be the Embiid Randall uh, duel for me deciding which one to play and Burks I think is my second go-to guy and of course you know if the other if Mitch Robb and Noel are out you you have to have rocks in your head if you don't play Taj Gibson because you just got to take the take what you can get at this point you know it's a free square, absolutely. All right, well yep. let's before we transition
0: to game three, just a reminder yeah. here: stick with us to the end of the show. We're going to build that two brains are better than one lineup on G uh, GPP on Fanduel, and then jump in with us as a member tonight. You'll get our two cash lineups on Fanduel, full lineups, and then the full Yahoo lineup the core on DraftKings for GPP and for cash. Uh, yep. DFSCoachTalk.com. Sign up there, uh, three-day pass, or get the full playoff membership, which is a great reduction on the monthly price. It's a two, two-month membership, and you get access to all of our sports, basketball, baseball, golf right now, football, of course, around the corner. Uh, so that's the information there. Any questions, reach out Reach out to us on Twitter, DFSCoachTalk.com we will invite you into our discord with an email to get you the lineups tonight and every night moving forward uh and then on youtube if you could uh subscribe to the channel if you haven't already we would greatly appreciate that thumbs up wherever you're listening watching uh
1: we really appreciate
0: all that support coach i will yeah. turn it over to you
1: yeah i just wanted to say too thank you for the the awesome comments and all the thumbs up yesterday it it was great to see people are really, you know, profiting and getting something out of, of this show. I mean, we we come into it very raw. We look at it on, of course, statistically, but we try to game script and discuss it through. And a lot of people have been, you know, listening and really appreciating that. And so, uh, you know, just want to say a quick thanks there. And remember, too, if, when you sign up with Coach Talk, like we had a new member that came in a day before yesterday and uh, they did they thought they were just getting the nba uh, package which w- when you sign up with coach talk within any- every anything regardless of what package you get everything that we offer all of our lineups all of our sports which are basketball football baseball and golf so that person yesterday we had a hot day in all the, you know in all different sports so they hit the after hours nba they hit both baseball slates and now they're pumped up to, uh, to line up some uh, golf lineups, which we have a golf podcast later today, and we'll get that ready for the Byron Nelson, which is down the road for me. So Mavericks, Byron Nelson, 15 baseball games a, a night. I mean, this I I think this must be heaven because I'm mm-hmm. I, I can't get much happier than this. It's awesome stuff. So appreciate it. You know, appreciate the comments. And again, you know, we do try to differentiate ourselves from everybody else by the way we look at the games and break them down, and we hand-build all lineups here. And we also follow a DFS Coach Talk process that we'll, you know, we'll share with you as, as people become members where it really gives you a game plan. It's a blueprint of how can I make money in DFS long-term and not have to reload. And you know we've really fine-tuned it over the last six and a half years, and uh, we'd love to share that with you coach you through it. I mean that's what we're all about here and uh, you know it's no better time of the year to join us than right now. So DFScoachtalk.com we would absolutely love to to have you and then the last thing is uh, really appreciate the fact on YouTube take 10 seconds. Thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, click the alert up in the corner. That really really helps us. We bring these to you in front of the paywall seven days a week we We really want to climb the the ladder and the algorithms on YouTube and then all of the podcast uh, locations. We're on audio podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And we also uh, do a drawing once a month for a free week membership. For anybody that gives us five stars and puts a little comment in, uh, can be one line, two, three words, whatever. Uh, but that also, again, really helps us to grow our listen- listenership. And uh, that's the one thing we really appreciate. So if you can do that, uh, 34%, we're up from 31% of our regular listeners to this podcast every day are subscribed. So that means two-thirds of you are still not clicking that little subscribe button. And that's something we really appreciate. And if, and that alert button also, if if there's a variance in time, with any of our podcasts, that gives you the opportunity to not miss it. And once it's it's loaded up there, you can re-listen to it, start it over, whatever you have to do, uh, you know, to, to get that information. So very much appreciative. All right, last game, it's a, a late-night sweat game. We've got a 7 and a 7.30. They'll be long over, and this late 10 o'clock Memphis-Utah game will go on. Utah is 1-0 and in this, and we know Memphis pushed that game down to the wire. Uh, big news here, though, Andrew, Donovan— yeah, you, mean, you mean Memphis got that one done? Oh, uh, yes, that's what I meant, Memphis, exactly. Um, big question here, though, what kind of impact is Donovan Mitchell going to have?
0: That is a big question.
1: Yes. As you know, I know, obviously, they have Utah's attention— um, before I go through all of it, I, I wanted to get to see if you had gotten any skinny on Mitchell. Do you think this is one of those scenarios, spot work, he's going to dive back in head first. What, what do you, what's your gut on this? Cause that makes a big difference in this game. It does. I mean, he changes the game with how many shots he takes. Um,
0: and I was kind of, I haven't heard specifically, I was wondering, do they just put him right back in the lineup? Do they bring him off the bench? I, I think they would probably start him. Uh, you know, he would seem so close to playing in game one. They thought he was going right. to play, go through warmups. He doesn't doesn't get the start. Um, so I would think he would start. Uh, I would think he'd be ready to give 28 to 30 minutes. Um, but, man, what a game changer with the usage <sighs> for Conley, who took 18 shots and 11 yes. threes. I don't think that's going to happen again. With Mitchell out there, uh, Ingles didn't take many shots to begin with. Uh, Clarkson is expensive, and you know he got 16 shots. Does he get that much again? I think he might. You know, he's more likely, I think, to stay in that same range than Conley. Uh, Bogdanovich scored really well with 16 shots. What happens to him? I yeah. mean, I, I'm worried about Utah with the guys we usually look at. Uh, those those five guys I just mentioned because we know that Memphis's defense is terrific um so with all those shots with with Mitchell I'm I'm not too excited about that group on Utah
1: yeah I you know I think every I think the whole industry is going to be like that is like what's going to happen here who can we trust and what kind of an impact so I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing is scouring every single Memphis Grizzlies piece of information contact as far as beat writers and everything that, that I can find uh, for Memphis and for Utah because, you know, we need to know sort of what the plan is. Now, Quinn Snyder's a great coach, and he may just sit on that info. We may not know, you know, because he doesn't want them to game plan for him. But I would love – boy, it would be nice to know, if, you know, what those minutes were going to be because I'm with you. Do you trust Bogey or Ingles or – Conley or Clarkson if Mitchell's going to just jump back in and take 23 shots you know so I think you're going to find a lot of it what happens is there's so much so many good plays in these early two games you're going to probably see Utah very underowned because nobody knows exactly what to expect but here's this is one thing I want to run by you because this is what I was thinking what about rostering Mitchell sitting on that spot, leaving him in a position where you could rotate him out and then see if any news breaks during the evening. And if it looks like he's not going to get full run or whatever pivoting, there's plenty of guys to pivot to uh, on the on the Grizzlies as well. Um, I just think a lot of people, if it is announced he's starting and going to get pretty much full run, it's going to be too late for people to put him in their lineup. So I thought that might be an edge. Do you think that's risky or does that make sense? I think it's possible. I think in this scenario,
0: I would advise people to only do that if you have a specific pivot mapped out because, right. you know, on DraftKings it's usually easier. So first of all, if you're going to if you're going to put him in the lineup, obviously put him in the guard spot or the utility spot. Don't put him right. in shooting guard so you give yourself full flexibility. In that late game, right uh, to be able to make whether it's one pivot to a different guard or a 2v2 two two pivot using the guard spot utility spot. So, on, on DraftKings, you got to always use that approach. On FanDuel, exactly. man, they obviously we track it every day. There are, there are minor changes in positionality that make a huge difference. So, you have to be on top of that every day. Perfect example here. Jordan Clarkson is a point guard on FanDuel today. He has been a shooting guard primarily right. for most of the season on yep. FanDuel. So you can't be planning to pivot just from Mitchell to Clarkson on FanDuel. Obviously, you can do that on DraftKings. But if you're going to do it on FanDuel, you have to map out the exact pivot of what you're going to do. Um, and I, you know, just instinctually, I think it's a little tricky. Uh, You know, the only thing you could do is if you have Mitchell in there as your shooting guard on FanDuel, you can, you know, that you can pivot to Dylan Brooks because he's 800 cheaper and he's a shooting guard. But other than that, I would advise people only if you have the full pivot mapped out.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it is site specific, as you said. So that's great advice. I mean, it's a piece of cake to do it both on DraftKings and Yahoo because you can put them in that swing position and you have a million. Options, but you're absolutely right. As far as um, you know, uh, FanDuel, it you you can't really just go into this unless it's certain, certain circumstances where you're just going to do you know. All right, he's not going. He's as a let's say he ends up with an 18 to 20 minute limit or something. You're going to pull him out. You're not going to have anybody to put in there. So, like you said, the key factor, especially on FanDuel, and we have a lot of our listeners and members that that play FanDuel the most. You have to have at least a two v two planned. Sometimes it has to be a three v three, which is a little rough. But if you can have a two v two where you're getting a an upgrade, you know, if you decrease on your shooting guard from uh, from Mitchell down to Brooks, for example, can you go up at a different position, small four, power four, whatever? Or, you know, is is it you go from a, a lesser center to Joe Val, whatever the case may be. But ha- like like Andrew said, you have to have that planned out because there's nothing worse than being stuck in that late game when it's just one game and all of a sudden you have to decrease to a guy that's much less of a player and you can't reap the benefits of going up anywhere else. So that would be my, my theory there. But knowing Donovan Mitchell and how explosive he is and how good he is, um, you know, I'm not afraid to play him if he's going to get big minutes. I think, you know, he's, he's that good. And he did. I watched with you and, you know, warmups and everything else. He looked great in that first game. I thought he'd play. So I don't think he's really hurt that bad anymore at all. I think he's playing close to a hundred percent. So I'm really excited. I think that piece of strategy becomes extremely important uh, to what you do. But, uh, as far as Memphis goes, a couple other things. You know, you the, the question is Dylan Brooks, man. I I mean, people are really bought into him now. Twenty six shots the last game, uh, two for five from three. You know, he always gets the ancillary stuff: rebounds, steals, blocks. Two and two of those. I mean, he's just such a great player to to roster. Um, but I you got to watch his ownership. Because we may have to play the leverage game here, Andrew. I think he he may become at his price o owned to the point where it's worth pivoting from him. So I'm gonna watch that closely. Um, you know, I've been able to take him several times now and get pretty low ownership, but I know that's gonna drastically change, uh, without question. You know, the the guy that uh I, I like jaw man 30 you give jaw 35 to 40 minutes a game and it's hard not to roster him and Jenkins is so cautious with his players and he rotates people and I think he's actually you know muscling up here though and you had those big minutes 39 for Joe val, 36 for Dylan and 36 for jaw that's what you need to to get these games done And they needed it to to squeal out that first game. So um, the the line here is 8.5, but it doesn't feel like the 8.5 of the Brooklyn line yesterday. You know, it just, and I know it's easy to say this after, but if you listen back to the podcast, we, you know, we both were concerned, is Brooklyn going to just blow the doors in from Boston? And that was a big, you know, big issue there. And I felt it was a 50-50 proposition. I don't feel that way with this game. I think the eight and a half is a respectable one. I can see it, you know, Utah winning maybe by six or eight or whatever, but I think it stays close enough. Uh, Memphis is playing so well and they're on a high right now that I think you're going to get full minutes from all these guys. So, you know, you can uh, roll up a guy or two from the Memphis side and, You know, you can do the same thing on the Utah side once we get a little bit more clarification of, you know, what the minutes, minutes uh, disbursements going to be. But one thing that's that's, you know, tough is, you know, you always want to look at Gobert. Gobert gets a ton of attention and he gets a lot of ownership. He's expensive. Here he goes again. You know, now I know he filed out. I get that. But he only took four shots. So, I mean, if you're spending up for guys in this playoff run where you have a small roster, and Gobert does that at times, single-digit shots, and, you know, it all comes down then to rebounding for him. But it's a little riskier. I'm not going to go there. Um, I wouldn't mind having a one-off from Utah. But until I get real comfortable with the Mitchell news, I may actually have a guy or two from, from the Memphis side even though I do think Utah could bounce back and win this game.
0: Yeah, I think and Brooks are both playable with the big minutes and reasonable prices. I agree that Brooks' ownership will probably go up, although his price has gone up too. I mean, remember, we rostered him back in the low 5K range. I know it. Uh, Not anymore, though. Uh, So you you could look at one of those guys. The thing that uh, stood out to me with Brooks is I didn't get to watch the entire game But I did look back through the highlights. I saw him take six shots against six different defenders. They they tried everything against him. Um, I mean, I saw Conley, Bogdanovich, uh, Royce O'Neal at the beginning of the game, Niang, uh, even Clarkson. I mean, nobody could stop him. You know, he is just an animal right now. And does he get twenty six shots? I'm not sure. Um uh, but you know, he's definitely on, on my radar again. Um with the rest of Memphis, uh triple J disappointing, man. He just showing his, you know, inexperience Youth. and immaturity, yeah. twenty four yeah. minutes, seven points, just so he's blah. a foul
1: waiting to happen to
0: It compared to the veteran presence of Kyle Anderson with you know really solid fourteen four and three with six steals. Uh yeah. Man, uh, for for now, I would I would pick Anderson over Triple J in this series. Not not thrilled about that Memphis bench. Um, how about Justice Winslow? Man, what does he have to do to see the floor? He, he gets an opportunity at the end of the regular season, puts up what 40, 45 fantasy points, and now yeah. he can't even get out there. They just went small. Tyus, it's just not the rotation. Yeah. Allen, Bain, Melton, all these guys getting. At least 12 14 minutes he, he gets nothing yeah. um on the utah side yeah i'll just circle back and, and reiterate that i'm hesitant on those core guys bogdanovich is the is the cheap option here been really strong here at the end of the season without mitchell but yeah. what happens with mitchell back
1: yeah less shots for sure
0: and he can be very scoring dependent oh so, yeah uh, that, that's a that's a tough road there um so in the end, I, I may not have much exposure to Utah here uh, because of Mitchell.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be the trend. I really do. I think you're going to see a lot of that. All right, all right, man. we got to build this sucker. Let's do it. Let's make the, the winner here. I already have my guy. What, who's that? Bullet Ben Simmons. Okay. To start off the team. All right. Well, I'll just take the next
0: spot. We'll just go down the list. I'll take Trey Young. Uh, 9,000. Uh, I just don't, with Derrick Rose out there, with all those minutes, I just don't think they have the answer for
1: him. Super Trey. Okay. I'm going to give us some leverage on salary so we can buy up, and I'm going to take the 25 to 28 minute DeAndre Hunter.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: 4,200 bucks. We got to bite the bullet somewhere. Okay. And I don't think that's a bad bullet to bite, you know? Uh, You know, this is a GPP. And that's right.
0: Th- that's where I feel he makes some sense here. Exactly. I uh, would not
1: use him in cash. GPP, high upside, of course, a little more dangerous floor. But I, you know me. I'm a big Hunter guy. I think he's so good. Yeah. I mean, he just he just didn't do much in that last game.
0: And you've got no. Danny Green in that same price range, who I, I think is worth considering. But, yeah. but it's a GPP. So we'll go with Hunter here.
1: Yeah, he's got a playoff game under his belt now, you know, and he'd probably get decent enough minutes. So, we'll see. 4200 is a, a pretty pretty good steal at this point. Yeah. All right, let me go with another value option here. Alec Burks at 5500, shooting guard. Yeah. That was my that was a guy that I was looking to plug in there as well. All right, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick our center. I, I'm split still on multiple guys here. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Now, Joe Stanton will be updating this for all of you listeners that aren't members. I think we have to do it uh, and then make the change if we need to. Taj Gibson for 4100 a to power forward. If he starts... Which is very possible. I I mean, to me, it's a free square, you know, 30 minutes, all those rebounds. uh, And it allows us to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, if we see that all of a sudden Noel and Mitch Robber in or something like that, then we'll make a change. Joe will get that up on Twitter, and we'll make sure to get that to our members in Discord. All
0: right. Well, let's pay up for Embiid then with uh, all the value here in our last three picks. Yeah. Um, You know, a little foul trouble. Not didn't get huge minutes, but you know if if we fade potentially uh, if we fade Tobias Harris, I mean we still have a power forward spot for you to pick. But uh, if Harris doesn't do quite as well offensively and it, it's more of an Embiid game, and Washington keeps it close, then uh, you know these value spots could could pay off with us allowing to allowing us to pay up for Embiid.
1: I agree 100%. I think that uh, I was really hoping that's the guy you picked there with my bargain basement thrift shopping uh, NBA <laughs> place. Yeah. Um how about if we, you know, there's a couple different directions we can go here. We're at 6,333 per man for these three spots. So we're we've done we've done well. We're not scraping the bottom of the barrel like we usually are. Um it's just a little risky. I think uh, I, I think I want to go with the double barrel here. Seventy four hundred is too cheap for Tobias Harris. I think he and Embiid. I know what you just said, but you know he's twenty four hundred less than Julius, and I like Julius a lot. But if we go that route, I mean. I could go either way, what would you prefer to do, Julius or Tobias?
0: I don't know if we can really afford if we can afford Julius at this point
1: well, if we put Julius in that gives us forty six hundred a guy, which is a little rough in these days when you can't you you know whereas fifty eight hundred is much more doable all right let's go let's go with the. Although that gives us Simmons, Harris, and Embiid. Yeah, is that too, too much of a stack? I think it probably is. It probably is for a GPP. All right, can right. Let's, just for the fun of it, if we put Randall in there, because, man, to have Randall and Embiid would it be amazing. Can we do it is the question. Is there anybody down in that neighborhood at 46 in those two spots that you'd be comfortable enough with? There's your Danny Green pick.
0: Yeah, but then we have four. F- oh, uh, we're back oh, to no. Philly. Oh, no, because we went Randall. So if we yeah. go with Danny Green.
1: Uh, that would leave us 5,100 at shooting guard. Huh, Seth Curry, Every they want us to take 10 <laughs> Sixers today. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford jingles. I don't really want him. Now, this isn't working out very well. So, Grayson Allen? No, nah.
0: We'd have to go with Herter. We did that. Oh,
1: I just, I don't think, should we pull back the Randall pick? Uh, we might,
0: we might need to.
1: We're in a little bit of a quandary here.
0: What if we took
1: your man Gafford? This is your chance. Oh God. You know, the stress I get under, I'll start swearing and stuff in t- t- chat. Or you could go, I mean, go I ultra cheap he... in Bertons. 3800 oh. I can't stand him either. You know, Gafford should get 25 minutes. I'm at a loss here, man. Um, you make the call on the next one. I, I, I'm I'm off stride here. All right. Well, we looked at what would happen if we went
0: up. So let's look at what happens if we go to Bertons because that would be very GPP-ish to not go Gafford, to go Bertons, and then... If we paid up for, let's say Dylan Brooks, what does that leave us? That leaves that us eight thousand at small forward. Is there anybody in that range? <laughs> yeah,
1: our man Bogey.
0: We go one, two, three: Trey Young,
1: Bogdanovich, and Her- and Hunter. So we got we we basically have Philadelphia and Atlanta stacks. But that's okay. I mean that uh, that is very GPP to. To stack three Atlanta yeah. guys against New York. Let's stick but, with it because it leaves us $400. We don't know the news on Taj Gibson yet, whether he's going to be the big minutes guy or not. So let's let's stick with that for now. But it's TBD, as you know, is what they say. Yes. Uh, that. S- Simmons, Young, Burks, Brooks, Hunter. Excuse me, Bogdanovich of the Atlanta style. Gibson, Bertans, and Embiid. So that's what we have, 400 on the table. Stay in touch for that, for any changes. But, yeah, I mean, I think we have some potential. We may tweak it a bit, but certainly, uh, definitely some upside there. Excellent. All right, well, thank you
0: all for tuning in. Again, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and get that show here every day moving forward in the NBA playoffs. And appreciate all your support elsewhere. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.